This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. She is a producer, a writer, a pop culture fan, Meredith Loftus. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic right now. (laughs) You're excited to talk about our main topic. I am really excited. I was just saying, like, I never thought I'd be in this place where (laughs) I get to sit and talk about this subject, but here we are. Oh, I'm very excited to talk about that. Before we get into it, though, I do want to know just a little bit more about you, because I know you as a producer. Yeah. Is that your job right now, or is that your your passion, your life, your everything? Oh my gosh, what a question. <laughs> um, yes, I am a producer. I am technically a digital line producer for okay. uh, ET Live, which is Entertainment Tonight's uh, live department. Uh, we have an app. We're live 24-7 entertainment news now, um, which has been super cool. Um, it is not my dream job per se, but okay. I do love producing and I want to stay more in that uh, realm of things because uh, I'm a fan of a lot of things and to be able to sit and talk about a bunch of different stuff is ultimately my passion, my dream job. Yeah. And ET allows me to do some of that, which is really awesome. And I've been at ET for wow three years now so. okay damn yeah like I, i've gone through like the season i was an intern i was a media manager for et online which is how i know ash Crasson, and uh just moved over to this live department uh last july so that's what i've been doing now okay you know? and you were you were on et live to talk about make yes. solo 2 hashtag make solo 2 happen right yes i was which that was a spur of the moment <laughs> hey meredith you want to talk about this i'm like sure <laughs> um which is so crazy because um obviously this has been a topic of conversation on twitter for the star wars community and i've known about hashtag make solo 2 happen so then when i woke up and saw it was that was the day committed to tweeting about it. Yeah. I tweeted, and then I come into work, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this on our noon show called The Download. And I'm like, oh, snap. I know the people <laughs> involved. I, yes, you have to do this. Pull up this tweet. Pull up this tweet. Talk about this. And they're like, Meredith, can you just talk about it? Because we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> sure. I'll do what I can. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So those little blips of me being on ET Live is fun. But I also am like a nervous wreck. I'm like, oh, crap. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a crazy fangirl. You can do this. So, so you're, you're concerned that your passion will overtake you? Oh, absolutely. I talked about uh, the Avengers Endgame spot after the, during the Super Bowl. And I was just like, listen, this is pure perfection. And I started rambling. I was like, oh, write it back, write it back. Here are the, hot, the high points of it. But yeah, I if left unchecked, I will go crazy with it. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's go crazy on your main topic, oh, gosh. which is so great. Yes. I have this has been on my list of topics, so when you offered it, I was thrilled. <laughs> so we're going to talk about shipping. Yes. All right. To begin, how do you define shipping? Okay. So, uh, there are a few ways I describe shipping. Um, the simplest term or the simplest definition I have is, "Oh, you like a couple, you think they have great great chemistry together? Great. You ship them." Um, I've seen the meme of, have you seen the movie Tangled? No, I have not. Okay, so uh, Tangled is a great (laughs) Disney movie. I think it's better than Frozen. Come at me, kids. I don't care. 
there is a scene in one of the musical numbers where this thug he collects ceramic unicorns and he just like bumps them together (laughs) and that's essentially shipping it's like i love these two people and i really want them to get together romantically and boom (laughs) just do they bump noses or horns uh i think they bump noses in the musical scene but i mean uh, bump horns it can they can do whatever okay so what are i understand that there are popular ships oh for sure so what are like to you like as a shipping uh fan what are like the classic ships oh man um or the, do you want to like, go by really fandom do you want to go by like <laughs> how do you want to break this down because there are huge ships within like so many different yeah well places. i guess for people who might not who maybe only know the term a little bit and oh, only okay. know it in a joking way like mm-hmm. what are the ones that are like help explain it okay uh Office fans, you wanted Jim and Pam to be together. Congratulations, you shipped them for so many seasons. Um, Ben and Leslie on Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, Obviously, Han and Leia from Star Wars was a major ship. Uh, You have extensive notes. I do have extensive notes. Uh, Joyce and Hopper from Stranger Things is a big popular ship. Oh, yeah. Um, Sherlock fans, uh, John Locke, which is Sherlock and uh, John Watson. They really want them to get together. Okay. They've talked about it extensively. Um, Stucky fans, uh, which is Steve and Bucky for right. Captain America. That's a huge ship out there. Oh, man. I could just go down the list. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that helps because. Yeah, that's just like a, that's a scope of them. I was curious to see how many would be like, well, you, you just, you did a great uh, range from the like, yes, that's the point of the first half of the run of The Office is we're watching this specific relationship, I think. Yes. Uh, and then Stephen Bucky, which, as of now, is not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> um, so when you think of shipping for yourself, is it more about who do you think is building towards being together, like narratively to serve the narrative? Mm. Or is it like totally divorced from the narrative? Like you were saying, if you like these two things and you want them together whether the narrative is building toward it or not. Yeah. Uh, normally when I ship, especially when it comes to TV or franchises, I usually look at the narrative structure of these characters and seeing their journey move along. If there are little like hints and like longing looks, it's like, oh, they're starting to do something right there. Um, that's when I start to notice like, Maybe I shouldn't invest in this ship. Or are they, <laughs> am I buying what they're doing right now? Um, but I will say I have totally been uh, guilty of shipping a couple for the sake of, wow, they're both really attractive. Let's <laughs> get them together. Uh, case in point, uh, one of the TV spots for Avengers Endgame when Carol danvers and thor meets i was like oh yeah whoa that's an attractive couple which then everyone freaked out like it should be captain marvel and valkyrie you're so stone age i'm like whoa 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 hold on like it's just one frame and i like her like i like this one that's it but sometimes that's all it takes yeah and for my uh, ship in Star Wars. That's definitely the case right now, and I don't care. It's cool, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna ask you about your favorite ships, but okay. I want to get a little bit more grounding and understanding yeah, for myself totally. before we go uh, all in. It is shipping about finding 
agreement online or is it about the debate is like is the debate a part of it of like like obviously right now as a character captain marvel doesn't have romantic interests in the mcu no so kind of open season for people to ship her with anyone is that the fun right now or is that more like you want to find a community and all be on the same page with thor marvel it's a mix of both like there is a sense of yeah, there is right now. When their character's not connected to anyone, there's a lot of fun and like, you know what? Let's what would happen if these two got together and ooh, here's some fun fan art and here's like some fun fan fiction, like short one offs and like seeing how that chemistry could work. And that's that's a lot of fun. But then <laughs> then when you start getting really invested in a ship and then there is the other side of a ship whether it's a love triangle whether it's just a rant like this other ship just rising from the ashes <laughs> like no it's this or nothing and then online that's where it gets crazy i used to be a part of a fandom um the once upon a time fandom oh, okay and a few years ago this was back in like my high like my peak days of being a fangirl i had a fan account on twitter for this uh for once upon a time i was super into shipping and i remember e online they had this march madness tv ships bracket okay and every week it was a battle between different fandoms and it got intense to the point like <laughs> i'm in college at the time i should be studying for biology and there i am just like tweeting a bunch about like <laughs> this one ship to beat this other ship and then after we beat them there was either like oh they're the worst fandom ever or oh my gosh respect where it's due or what i remember because <laughs> it was between i think the allicity ship from arrow versus nice. killian and killian jones and emma swan captain swan from once upon a time and i remember afterwards when captain swan beat out allicity there was a lot of like good fan interaction that yeah. happened and then the next week it just got really bad. So it like it with fandom in general. Like there are highs and lows with throughout the day, like, oh, we're doing great right now. And then someone wants to throw a, a wrench into it and then we're arguing about yeah. fictional couples <laughs> that have no impact on our lives, but we feel the need to like defend them. Yeah. But it seems like it's more proactive than defending, because it's not like you're just putting out an essay, right? Like in your bracket mm-hmm. example, you're like you're actively trying to get people to be invested in sort of like oh for sure build the legion of allicity yes <laughs> or be against the legion of allicity which i ended up watching ariel i'm a big allicity shipper so <laughs> it's like i'm kind of winning because i love both of these couples yeah uh, yeah but yeah it's there's a lot of we have to build together and then when there's another ship that's like so anti our ship you feel the need to like defend and be like no you're wrong and like battle it out and bring it up to different actors and writers like are there gonna be more scenes of these people together (laughs) you know like wink wink nod nod yes our ship is canon yeah kind of stuff which that's like the dark side of fan or that's the dark side of shipping i'd say well, do you think there are positive instances? Because, like, uh, Oliver and Felicity, that was not, I don't think, ever the plan when Arrow started. And the actors probably had not. chemistry. And that's an example, I think, where probably the creators, the actors, and the audience were all like, damn. Mm-hmm. And then they made it so. 
Yes. Do you think that is a, a like a good and, and healthy thing that you that that if something sparks and fans, you know, really mm-hmm. want it, that it should happen? I think it. Yes, definitely. I think there's a place for like fans to show interest in a couple and like voice it and be like, you should really, you should maybe tap into this storyline. I think it could be really good. On the other hand, I do respect writers and creators who, like, if that's not their vision for that, like, for these people to be together, like, let them be yeah. as well. So, like, part of me is like, dang it, but I really want these people to be together. <laughs> but I respect you as well as a writer. Or at least I know I do. There are plenty of other people who are like, knives and forks. Like, you didn't make Jamie and Brienne happen. How dare you? You know? And... Uh, yeah, yeah. So. A brutal ship that lasted for an uh, episode and a half. That was, yep. I'd say, the high point of that ship was Jamie knighting Brian. That was basically them hooking up, and I was fine with that. If that was the only thing we got between the two of them, he basically gave her hard eyes that whole episode. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm cool. They hooked up. I was like, this is amazing. And then he leaves, and you're like. My poor heart, how dare you? <laughs> well, this that's a great segue to the next thing I wanted to ask is, do you get any sort of, like, relationship inspirations from shipping? Do you ever mm. want to, like, see characters together because you, because of the actual relationship and what it means? Like, mm. there's one thing to, be like, be a fan and be, like, like, just, I had never thought of Captain Marvel and Thor, but when you say that, like, that would be really fun for me as an audience member. That's, mm-hmm. like, one thing. Another thing is sort of, like, these characters remind me of the kind of relationship I want to have. Thor needs oh, what I need. Sure. And then I see him getting it from Captain Marvel. And then, and then it's more personal. It's more like projecting onto the relationship. I think that's what mostly happens in okay. shipping is you see, especially the good ships, the ones that build over time. And you start to see yourself in the couple or the one of the characters like, wow, I really long for this and I relate to this character and this other character is, like, seeing those things in that other character and, like, building them up or, like, paying special attention to them in a way that I want to be paid attention to. And then you – then next thing you know, your, like, heart is so invested in, like, this couple because that's what you want or you have it and it's seeing that reflected on TV or yeah. in a movie or franchise is, like – life affirming or it becomes that way yeah um i know a lot of people in particular like jim and pam like that office relationship that you're hoping actually gets together but it's so hard because you're working together and what if it doesn't work out and then you have to change offices and you felt for them because you saw i think we all saw ourselves in the office in some way shape or form and so we got really attached to what happened to them and even like angela and dwight never thought i'd care about them but towards but by the end i was like they better get together they've been through so much those weirdos deserve one another yes yeah so uh that makes perfect sense do you ever look to any relationships that you've shipped and be like i'm i'm looking for that element or that that Mm. uh mistake that they made on their way is something to be avoided oh definitely um so many times when there's a miscommunication oh yeah they saw the wrong thing at like the wrong thing at the wrong time and it leads to the big fallout and they don't talk for a couple of episodes or they're done for at this point or a season yeah you're like 
oh no don't do that um and in particular with fantasy franchises that i love i'm like well dang you shouldn't have made a deal with that dark wizard because then you would have had this in the first place so it's a lot of what ends up happening is like i'm really glad i don't live in a world with magic because i could make one wrong deal or oh i'm on the wrong side of this galactic war and (laughs) Here we go. Um, Do you ever apply it to real life, though, and go like, hey, you get a job offer as a producer, mm-hmm. but it, but you know it's going to mess up a potential relationship. Ooh. Would you ever go like, hey, this is like when I agreed to the deal with the Dark Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> My job will mess up this relationship. Yeah, I've definitely had, uh, I've definitely had those thoughts. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I've been ridiculously single, so I've not <laughs> been put in a position where like, my job is going to cost my relationship. Okay. Though when that day comes, we can circle back to that and be like, well, it was that time where uh, the opposing company or whatever wants me to work for them, but it means in New York and blah, 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 and whatever. Yeah. And you'll think back to your shipping wisdom. All right. Let's get to, let's get into some of your favorite ships. Because okay. you do, you have a, a, a list I there. Do have and a I'm list. so very curious. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, let's just. Uh, I'll shorten it. I, oh, yeah. I won't that's list fine. all of them. You, but you already said that you have a controversial Star Wars one? I have a, I have a small, or it's controversial because of the big ships that are currently happening in Star Wars right now, which I totally respect. Much love to all ships, but for me, I ship Poe Dameron and Rey so hard. Oh, wow. And I have been shipping them since The Force Awakens when they didn't even share a scene together. <laughs> That's how messed up it is. But you know they were both on Dakar at the same time. I did, and <laughs> oh my, oh, well, I'll tell you how it happened. So right. the second or third time I watched The Force Awakens, I was like, man, I really love BB-8. Poe Dameron, that's his, that's BB-8's dad. Ray, aw, it's like BB-8's mom. <laughs> what would happen if the two of them got together? Well, then I did some digging, and it turns out in the novelization they did meet, and it was very, it was described as a meet cute of, I'm Ray, I know, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was telling people for two years. Listen, I think this may happen. They're like, you're crazy. They didn't share a scene together, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, just wait, just wait. And then Ryan Johnson does the beautiful thing, and he's like every – that's why I love The Last Jedi in a lot of respects, because he saw every internet ship, every single one, and he was like, okay, Force Awakens didn't play up shipping. Well – Every ship out there, you get a scene. You get a scene. You all get scenes. And Poe and Ray had a sweet little moment on the Millennium Falcon. And my phone was blowing up of, oh, my gosh, you were right. This is great. I'm like, I told you. I mean... It, they he took the scene from the novelization and made it canon in a movie and that's all i ever wanted like <laughs> to see the two of them interact and the sparks were there for me now that movie also has a lot of Raylo love and yeah. uh storm pilot love uh i'd even say kylo huck stuff is you know more on display but it's like the small little moments that i attach to yeah that make that make the building blocks to what could come later yeah and i think they for me i i think they've got crazy great chemistry and kudos to oscar isaac and daisy ridley for like 
just one small scene making it mean i think a little bit more so yeah yeah i mean i think that scene is definitely about ray going through you know her whole journey in last jedi of like not thinking that she herself is worthy but thinking her job is to get luke Mm -hmm. or her job is to turn kylo Mm -hmm. and then to have you know wonderful charming uh poe dameron say i know who you are you're already a hero. You're already yeah. a legend. I already know who you are. You're a hero like, of the resistance. I, I see you. You're validated in my eyes and like you are, you're worth knowing. And I think, and for someone who grew up without a family who is no one to be someone in someone else's eyes yeah. is huge. And, and that's why like, I think it's really beautiful that the door closes between her and Kylo and then her next interaction is with Poe, someone who... Kylo is telling her that she is worth nothing and meeting someone who's telling her that she is someone worth knowing. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And even if it doesn't end up in a relationship, I think it's powerful to like that this is the family that she is building around herself. And I think that's that's going to be the arc of Rey from this sequel trilogy is going from being a no one scavenger to being the hero with this family around yeah. her, supporting her. And so I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So what what do you do with all of the uh, energy and hope that you have for Ray and Poe? If the movie <laughs> if the movie has next to no romance or the romance is, is just, you know, with uh, Finn and whoever, mm-hmm. uh, Rose or the new character, Jana, yeah. who knows? Uh, how, how would you feel if it's Ray has no relationship throughout it? Do you feel like, oh, man, I invested that time? Or do you f- still feel like, the shipping was fun in and of itself. The shipping was still fun in and of itself. I actually think Ray's not going to end up with anybody personally just because I think they've made such an effort to keep Ray as the Luke type character to be focused on her being a hero, not necessarily like romance on the side, which I don't know if you noticed this on Twitter recently, but there are a lot of people defending romance in Star Wars and I have to laugh because it's like, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Why? Why is this bring, being brought up now? All of a sudden, um, like there's definitely a place for romance, and I think they're doing that well with at least Finn. And I liked Finn and Rose together, but if that doesn't happen, maybe Jana, or if uh, wow, I was saying Finn and Poe at the same time. If the two of them <laughs> end up together, that's fine too. But I also think like. Star Wars isn't contingent on it has to have a great love story for yeah. it to work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That was a long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I expect that. When we're talking about shipping in Star Wars. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk so, about that more. So moral of the story is, yes, uh, I think it was fun ride. Um, if that nothing comes of it, thankfully, there is a lot of great fan art, fan videos, and fanfic for me to like live in that ship forever if I choose to or I'll just move on with my time which is what normally happens with a (laughs) bunch of these ships it's like oh this thing has come to an end cool moving on okay yeah so that seems like a really uh, healthy version of it where you're Mm -hmm. not gonna get mad it's more like uh, in a way fan fiction so it's like at first it's maybe fan hope of maybe this will actually happen but if not it can go into the world of fan fiction and here's Mm -hmm. all these this art and yeah in community and exactly and that's a positive thing that i have found from shipping and fandom as a whole is the community that you get um some of my first friends i made out in california were friends of mine through the once upon a time fandom through captain swan specifically being fans of this couple 
and like lo and behold i moved out to california and they're like we live in southern california let's hang out i'm like awesome cool and yeah that and a community was born from that yeah and that's why i love comic-con and just conventions in general because you get to meet fans and especially like shippers you're like okay we can talk about shipping and we don't sound crazy you know because <laughs> yeah. when i talk about it with like my regular friends i always get the look of like what are you talking about like are you high on something i'm like no it's a thing you don't think about it but i do yeah i'm high on romance yes high on the possibility of romance all right i'm gonna ask you about some other ones but okay. since we're in star wars yeah sure i just want to know your Raylo thoughts because that, I mean, that is a, that is a pot that is boiling, simmering, getting hotter and hotter. Uh, it doesn't help that Vanity Fair said star-crossed lovers um, or star-crossed romance. Here's here's the deal, Raylo. <laughs> you're great. You're loud. I don't know. I don't ship it. I'm okay. sorry. Like I just think that I've seen. I've seen that story played out before, not in Star Wars, or actually, no, kind of in Star Wars still, (laughs) um, with, you know, Padme and Anakin. Um, I just think that with Raylo, it ties into the fact that I personally don't think Finn is right now worthy of being redeemed and worthy of Rey's love, which is very, like, a... She's more of in a vulnerable place of like she hasn't had those connections yeah. made in her life. And so to for her to extend that to a guy who's going to like throw that away and clearly he had alternate plans for himself of like I want everything to burn and yeah. I don't think that he's good for her. Um, I know the trope though i've seen it in like the vampire diaries with damon and elena i've seen it in once upon a time because captain hook was a villain at first you know there's definitely like seeds of that and like echoes of that i just think it's just how i feel about kylo he makes for a great villain and i want my hero to stay a hero and not give in to the darkness of uh kylo ren um I have a bet right now that they're not going to be canon. <laughs> I may lose that bet, um, depending on what happens in 9. Um, I have a lot of... Actually, I had a lot of people retweet me today who are Raylo accounts. Love you, mean it, but it hurts my heart a little bit when <laughs> I see it. Because I'm like, oh, I don't ship what you ship, but thanks for the support, yeah. I guess. I it's, to, yeah. it's a weird place to be in. I don't know. Yeah, I think to me it gets to, and this is why I wanted to ask first all of these questions about what shipping means to you yeah. in that, because it's, for myself, I can totally understand wanting to, uh, particularly if you're a little younger, mm-hmm. wanting to play with that idea of what is it to date someone that mm-hmm. I'm attracted to, that I'm connected to on yeah. some deep level, but is obviously not in a good place. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly like the bad boy, good girl trope is oh. is powerful. But like in my own real life, I definitely mm-hmm. dated, tried to date some mm-hmm. women in high school who in retrospect were like, wow, you, are, you have a lot of issues yeah like not like you're messed up but like you have legitimate issues, issues and yeah. i was pretty like i'm a nice boy can i help you fix them like i was yeah. the ray in the raylo ship yeah and so like i understand wanting to work through those real life dynamics mm-hmm. via screen yeah even though that we know also in real life terms somebody like kylo is uh, he's evil he's the things he's done are awful that's yeah. not a great relationship but i can see the desire to like Want to play through him. that, yeah. yeah, to change and to just kind of use use uh, fiction the way we do to 
project hold up ideas yeah. yeah hold up and ideas and go is this good is this bad does this make mm-hmm. sense is it possible you know what happens you know is it is it mythic and epic or is it just awful yeah you know so that makes a lot of sense to me i have a question for you yeah who are you shipping in Star Wars? <laughs> uh, I, oh, I will say that I ship a, a totally non-sexual Raylo. Okay. I really like how they are you intimately sh- connected. And I think that they're, I think with that Vanity Fair article was mm-hmm. playing around with, and obviously they had some things that they fully redacted. So obviously I think not all of it is to be taken verbatim. Oh, sure. Like they redacted the thing about Kylo and mm-hmm. killing Knights around and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, um, just their their connection is powerful to me. That the idea that they're in the same spot in life. Yeah. That they both have this huge amount of power and Kylo's already made dubious choices of what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Ray is trying to choose what to do with it. And that real fascination with the sort of the mirror of Kylo having this slew of amazing parental figures and that damaging him because he can't live up to them. And Ray going like, I would please like at least one parental figure mm-hmm. and all that stuff is powerful to me. I absolutely love like that dynamic in The Last Jedi. I think all the stuff between the two of them is fascinating. And it, yeah, it is an interesting story of like the kid who comes from legacy wants to tear down legacy and the kid that comes from nothing just wants a chance to be a part of the story and like how those dynamics like play into it and i'm all for if we have more of those scenes like i hope we get some more for skype chats just for the sake of there's just something so interesting about like yeah where they are in life and at this crossroads and what choices are you going to make that are going to define what happens down the road and how you come to those decisions so I love, I enjoy that stuff. I just, yeah, I don't ship them romantically, but I do find their scenes fascinating. Yeah. And to me, it's just about like, well, what is, uh, what is connection? What is Mm -hmm. intimacy? You know, and it's just like, I don't need them to kiss. Yeah. You know, but I like them being connected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beyond that, I, I'm open because I, I -hmm. I like, I really like having romance in Star Wars Mm -hmm. and I feel like uh, there was obviously a little bit of a buildup with Finn and Rose, but it, Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like. Star-crossed lovers. It seemed like oh, no. Rose had a crush mm-hmm. on Finn. Then she had some doubt in him. And then she, he reaffirmed her feelings by being a hero. Yeah. But all of it's very, like, kind of stayed and chased. And, I mean, the the sequel trilogy, it seems like Poe's po probably quite knowledgeable. But Ray and Finn's story, and I would imagine Rose a little bit, too, are like, we're quite young and inexperienced and have been yeah. around the block. And Ray and Finn, in particular, are both... They grew up in such very hostile kind of environments where, like, that is seen as, like, a weakness or, like, not something that to be, uh, you don't seek after that stuff. Like, that's not where it belongs, where you're at. Um, Yeah, it's really, it's interesting how, like, the, how each trilogy has played with romance and I think... A negative, I guess, that they saw from the prequel trilogy was there was too much romance. (laughs) Not great romance. Uh, That could have played out a little bit better. And so I think to kind of win people back with the sequel trilogy was like, hard left. Nope, we're not going to dive too much into that right now, but plant seeds maybe. And it's like starting to like, 
shift back to like a healthy place of like where romance plays into a galaxy yeah far far away i pumped my fist when there was this super traditional romantic music theme in solo when, mm-hmm. with han and kira and i love that i love romance in star wars it's so good part of all of the genres that is built on this huge mm-hmm. mashup of genres uh i could talk about star wars the whole time but i want to ask <laughs> about your other ships oh yeah sure. so what are some other major ones oh okay so currently who i'm shipping uh obviously this is so weird I'm going to mention my Stranger Things ships uh, because <laughs> Mike and Eleven, I ship them, but they're children. And that's the weird part of shipping. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're children. You're not hooking up just yet. Please stay children. And they released a still of Mike and Eleven in a bedroom. I'm like, they were totally making out two seconds beforehand. <laughs> Stop it, you children. Like, I love you. Please stay together. But, oh, I'm worried. Um, Joyce and Hopper, obviously, uh, just their parents basically just get them together. Uh, and Jonathan and Nancy, I was happy they hooked up last season. Um, okay. That's, that's just. And those are all ships that are not, uh, that are supported by the narrative. They're not like you don't have to do any extra work. No, like it plays out there. And I think, well, right now, Joyce and Hopper, they're not, hooking up or anything but there's definitely a love and connection there that like you see being built upon see that's that's where i love shipping where you get to like watch it like the seeds being planted from season one and you know hopper being like if anything happens i'm your first phone call you know that he has like he's got to be there for joyce and you're like oh my gosh he loves her (laughs) so you were on board before like the second season they made it explicit by having the backstory that they had dated yes in in the past right Mm -hmm. so you were on board in season one i was on board in season one uh, by the time hopper was telling joyce when they thought that will was dead okay um there was a scene between them like he's just talking with her with such tenderness i'm like ooh, i don't know what's gonna happen but if they do play into this 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 could be a good one yeah um and yeah so that's a big one um tony and pepper (laughs) okay i've loved them (laughs) since 2008 uh the line from john favreau as happy and spider-man far from home or Spider-Man Homecoming was like, I've been holding this ring since 2008. It was like, yes, we all were. (laughs) We've been waiting for this. Uh, So I thought that was a beautiful arc through the first phase or the first saga of the MCU. Yeah. uh, That love story. And even uh, Steve and Peggy, they are OTP status right there. Oh, so in in fandom, we have some lingo uh, or shipping lingo, which is OTP is one true pair. Uh, bro TP is your bromance ships. Uh, so like I love Poe and Finn as bro TP. Like okay. their friendship is fantastic. And I cannot wait to see their dynamic in episode nine. If it becomes romantic, cool. I can see the seeds of it. But right now I just see them as friends because like they clearly like support and care about each other. Yeah. Um, and just their how they work together is really like fun. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that was just a random one um, or random thing. I was shipping Jamie and Brienne and Gendry and Arya in Game of Thrones. Ugh, <laughs> heartbreaking. Uh, a lot of people shipped John and Danny, obviously, because they were really attractive. And we still got over the fact that that was his aunt. Yeah, these things happen in these that world. These things happen. You yeah. know, in the world of twincest and uh, dragons, like, why not? Why not? <laughs> Let me ask you about John and Danny. Okay. So you, you, you did ship them. 
Ugh, it was like a half-hearted ship. It was like, <laughs> because I knew they were leading to that. Once yeah. they met in season seven, it was like, all right, which episode are they hooking up in? Because you know it was leading to that place. Uh, and they had smaller moments here and there along the way. So they like built it well. I just knew that was his aunt, and I was like, I don't, ha, where do I draw the line at Game of Thrones, right. you know? Like, where where do I, where does morality lie in this, or non-morality? I don't know. It was just a weird thing for me to be like, I want this to happen, but then I feel really weird about it. So, so it was uh, a half-hearted ship. Okay, so, I mean, I've heard the phrase OTP before, but putting it in mm-hmm. the context specifically of shipping, mm-hmm. do you feel like OTP is a way to say, like, this is a pure forever romance versus you could ship John and Danny knowing mm-hmm. it's never gonna work out well yes in the end that is totally how it plays into things like I can so here's here's some context <laughs> I could sh- I could be turned around and ship Raylo okay but still think that Damaray was in game OTP <laughs> I mean, that's how it worked for, there was this couple on the Vampire Diaries, like, in college, I got super into it, um, Stefan and Elena, and initially, like, it was really built on the two of them being in love, but enter Stefan's mysterious bad boy, uh, older brother, Damon, who, once he entered into the scene, you're like, hmm, you're gonna cause some problems, I wanna see how this plays out, and... So I like shipped Stefan and Elena for a bit, but I knew in game like Damon and Elena are going to end up together and like not just end up together, but at the end of the series, they're in game. So I think shipping in Star Wars right now is for the sequel trilogy is like it's half hearted. Like it's not in game yet. Yeah. We're about to hit in game. (laughs) And then that's where like all of all hell is going to break loose when once the movie is done, like, they didn't make that ship canon or my ship's canon. Whoa. You know, and like how it all plays out. It's going to be fun in December. Yeah. How do how does Star Wars or anything like Star Wars that has storytelling outside of the movies? So mm-hmm. if episode nine ends and five years from now, we get a novel trilogy that's Ooh. raised further adventures, you know, is, is a master of Jedi. Um, and in the books, it's never mentioned in the movie, but in the books, uh, what, what is your name from Raymarin? Damaray or Damaray. 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 So she doesn't have a last name. So we take his together. It's the best ships are the ones where you can like put names together and like, it just sounds right, I guess. Um, or even like taking, yeah, just taking bits of their names, and you're like, oh yeah, that works. That yeah. that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh, so, would you be happy? If it, it, would it still be like uh, sort of uh, uh, you get to fist pump on the internet and say it's canon if it's in books? I mean, Star Wars is can books are canon, but yes, uh, I will. I will personally fist bump. I will be very excited if that happens. Unfortunately, we live in such a People won't accept things unless it's in front of their face. And so, a lot of the majority of, I'd say, most Star Wars fans, they look at the visual medium more than they do like novels. So, I could say all day long, in this book, they're together. Here's the screen grab, you know? (laughs) But then people would be like, eh, it wasn't in the movie. So, my ship, you know, whatever. Or people get really stubborn about ships and they're just like, 
nope, that's that's not my canon anymore. Yeah. And that then that gets really tricky of like, well, what what realm are you living in, I guess, with it? Yeah. Uh, because there are definitely fanon ships, like fan-made, like yeah. it's, it's canon in my eyes as a fan, so fanon. Yeah. Um, but then you Like, I always thought there's a dynamic between Qui-Gon and Shmi in oh, yeah. Phantom Menace. So that's, that's being an hey, example of that fanon. that was you shipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been shipping since 1999 on, yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're just both so, like, kind and world-weary and mm-hmm. have such knowing glances and sensitive touches. It's lovely. See? There you yeah. go. Like, yeah. and that, But that is your fan and ship that you, like, hold yeah. on to. And, like, one day you could find out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Make it up. canon. Um, <laughs> so this is interesting. Uh, uh, obviously, people care deeply about romance in books. That's why there are mm-hmm. romance novels. And, of course. And, and my wife is a big fan of the uh, mm-hmm. Outlander series. We watch the show and all that. But, oh, my gosh. Outlander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but do you feel like for some of these uh, that are on screen, there is a visceral human desire to see them physically hook up, like that you wouldn't oh. get the same satisfaction of reading about Ray and Poe because there is, uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm not in any way, we're, we're humans and we like seeing uh, attractive humans that we feel emotional attachment to uh, touch each other. It's great. It's great. Uh, so, but do you think that is a part of it once you make the physical, visual yeah, Connection? once like, I yeah, once you cross that like boundary of like the kiss or the like, I can't say a hug because I've I've looked I've dove way into like hugs more like oh that that's <laughs> enough for me, but it's like no, I want them to like suck face. Um, yeah, I think there's something just like satisfying and like that physical connection being made that like I guess. I mean, it, most of these stories are about the human experience and at the heart of the human experience is love and seeking those connections, whether it is friendship or romantic. And some when we look at romantic stuff, like we long to see like the guy get the girl or these two people that like opposites attract and like they make it work somehow. And just to have the satisfying like seal like yes we are together and by the end of the movie like nothing has happened it's like that is a victory to celebrate and I yeah I will get really excited if a novel five years from now has them getting together I've read I've read enough fanfic like I'm in (laughs) let's do it I I'm fine with just reading it but there's something about seeing it that just makes it that just like hits more home like yeah this is this is it yeah you know? yeah uh and in- then you can make fan videos from it and like have great <laughs> with other music oh, with yeah. it and like show like how they got to this place like the little uh easter eggs of like ooh, the oh, look here the and moment. the touch here yeah oh where you can celebrate being a detective and seeing it coming oh really yeah. yeah yeah so for uh, i know you're a big mcu person yes uh, yeah uh, cap and peggy were big for me uh, was that what you wanted? Oh, for sure. Uh, I I thought it was made very clear in uh, the first Avenger uh, that Cap only had Steve only had eyes for Peggy. So when Winter Soldier happened, <laughs> Sharon. Oh man, uh, that was the weirdest thing. And then once you found out that is Peggy's niece again, more of that like john danny feel of like (laughs) i don't know how i feel about this Um, were there uh big steve sharon shippers i don't think there was many staring uh (laughs) i don't 
actually know what their ship name is. I think there definitely was some shippers out there because now that there's rumors that Sharon is going to be part of the Winter Soldier Bucky series. Uh, wow, that's the same person. Winter Soldier Falcon <laughs> series that she's coming back. People are like justice for Sharon because, you know, like she got the short end of the stick and she was just like pushed aside as more of like potential love interest and there's more to this character and I'm totally for that um yeah I it was pretty apparent like Steve and Peggy were gonna be together and that's why I cried at the end of Endgame when he got he got his dance with his girl like that that was so earned and like, yeah, I that was my like um I re- I that was one of my biggest hopes after uh Infinity War that mm-hmm. that the question of Peggy would be I imagine that it might be a uh moral test of Steve. I imagine mm-hmm. that he might get the uh, all the Infinity Stones and have oh. that chance to go like I can do whatever. Boy, would I like to make this happen, but do mm-hmm. I have the right? Uh mm-hmm. you know, I didn't see the time travel thing coming. Mm-hmm. But when they were building to it, in the actual end of Endgame. Spoilers, by the way. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure people, Spoiler alert. I'm sure people figured it out. Uh, I had... I didn't remember until we were just talking about it now. I had such a visceral desire. I think I mumbled to myself, show it. Show it. Because I was afraid that they were going to leave it as a sort of shadowy... Mm-hmm. It's a figure-like that looks like it could be Peggy that he's dancing with. Because mm-hmm. just the way he had uh, uh, said... To Falcon, like, I don't believe I will tell you about it. Yeah. That I was afraid they're going to be like, a, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. And uh, I viscerally wanted to physically see full confirmation of yeah. Steve and Peggy's dance. Because after all of, after everything we went through in Endgame, <laughs> losing Tony, finding out he, like, he ended up having a kid, Peter and Gamora, which I totally ship them, uh, with their, with Guardians 3 will be trying to find Gamora. Like, of all the things, we needed validation of, like, who does Steve end up with? <laughs> and to hear the music start playing, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. They act, they're they actually doing the thing. He gets to live out his life. <laughs> um, yeah, there was some. It was then I started really bawling my eyes out of, like, he got his dance. And to see it and have know that there's no uh, there's no room for speculation yeah it's important yeah you, there's lots of speculation and storytelling to happen about how did that happen mm-hmm. when did that happen exactly everyone's Where arguing that about yeah, that now absolutely but there's yeah no bones about it yep they had a life they are they are end game kids they were otp <laughs> it happened otp end game in the end game correct do you feel like you are good at coming up with the shipping names oh the... i am not creative in that way i okay. leave it to other fans out there when i start when i start digging into do other people like ship this couple i start like just searching for it on either like twitter or tumblr and then i just start seeing tags pop up of like oh this is a common tag this must be the name for them okay Um, that's how i found out about uh the captain swan ship was uh i just knew captain hook and Emma Swan, they were really attractive people. They were building towards it. I'm like, I think they're going to hook up. And I saw some tags of, oh, they call it Captain Swan. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's cool. And then you've got Swan Queen. And uh, there was, oh, my gosh, what was the Neil ship? doesn't even matter. Oh, it was uh, Swan Fire. Okay. 
And yeah, you just see tags being popped up. And then when people tweeted about these couples, they only use those ship names. So you have to like learn the lingo. Okay. And I am not that creative. I wish I was, but I leave it to the more creative uh, fans. I was going to ask you if you could make one for my wife and myself. Ooh. For Joseph and Sarah. What do you think is the right shipping name for that? Uh, Jara? <laughs> that would nice. probably be where I go with it. Nice, yeah. Because uh, ideally, you want to make something that sounds lovely, right? Yeah. You, my comedy brain wants to make the most ugly combination of, of sounds. <laughs> it's the natural instinct, but you want Just to make. Sarah <laughs> was yeah. it? Sosif uh... is Sosef, not lovely. Yeah. yeah, not lovely. Doesn't roll at all. off the tongue, uh, yeah. the tongue as much as Jared. <laughs> Jarrah's good. Do you or have you shipped people in real life? Or do you feel like that's a lie? Oh, yeah. So that's that's my line. Uh, I jokingly saying it, say it to like friends of mine of like, oh, I ship you together. Y'all are great, <laughs> you know. And most of those friends, they don't know what shipping is. So I just say it, it offhandingly. And they're like, uh-huh, sure, great. Um, <laughs> but it, when it comes to like shipping, you love the characters so much that you want even the actors hooking up, that's when I get like, I get weirded out by that. Okay. Um, and I feel like that is, because when you're playing with fictional characters, it's fictional, like no harm is being done. Yeah. But then when you're starting to ship the actors themselves to get together, like you're talking about their lives, you're putting labels on them. Um, and you're confusing them with their characters too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they are people outside of these characters. They are they're actors. They're playing something, but that may not be them personally. They you may see a lot of personality traits within them, like, oh, they're totally the same in this way and that way, but they're not that character. So yeah, there was a time, especially in Once Upon a Time, um, people shipped uh Lana Perea um who played the evil queen with jennifer morrison emma swan and they would say that jennifer morrison is closeted gay and oh wow it, and they were like oh we have all this evidence for this and blah 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 and i'm like okay you're talking about a real person now and like if she is actually gay or not like it is not your place to like try and pull her out of the closet or like put this label on her of like and also lana was married okay so it yeah. wasn't like Oh my gosh, they're totally gonna he's gonna she's gonna divorce her husband and like <laughs> go be with her or whatever and yeah, it just that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, and I understand. I've met well. those fans who are like, Oh yeah, they're so gay for each other. I'm like, Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um do you have any gay ships yourself? I I was thinking about this. I don't have many, but I do when <laughs> back in the days where I cared about Grey's Anatomy. I really shipped uh, uh, Callie and Arizona, Calzona, as they were <laughs> lovingly called. Um, they were a great couple together, and I hate that they broke up. Like, I got out of Grey's Anatomy for my own personal sanity. Just kept going on for forever. And eventually, like, they broke up. And that's, like, the scary part of shipping is, especially with TV, like, when something goes on for so long, when you get the buildup of characters getting together, but then you also live in the fear of like, what if they break them up? Yeah. And that happens so often. Um, and that's like with, 
what was it with with Jim and Pam for instance the final season had me so scared that they were going to break up like yeah. i spent so much time watching them get together they have kids they're in a good place but the final season they had to shake it up and make it seem like they were going to divorce and it was heartbreaking yeah. and that's when like you're on fragile ground um so yeah that was a, definitely a hard one for me of like finding out like oh they didn't even stay together and that was like hard and sad and i hate that for them they were great characters yeah yeah um i'm trying to think i i shipped sarah lance from the arrowverse with practically anybody i know she was (laughs) with uh that works for the the actual shows because she is extremely charming and it's a point of her character is that she is interested in lots of different people and hooks yeah. up with many different characters. And, like, kudos to her. She is so, like, confident in her sexuality. Like, she hooks up with whoever she wants to. So, like, I, like, love that for her, you yeah. know? Um, I think that was the main two. Like, I... Yeah, those are yeah. the main ones I had. Um, But, you know what? I'll get behind them. John Locke. Uh, John Watson and Sherlock. They are so <laughs> bad at relationships. Clearly, they should, they've should. they been roommates this long. Like, go ahead and hook up. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be... If Sherlock ever comes back, there you go. There you go. Um, have you ever, or do you think anyone in the shipping community would ever come to the point of shipping someone to be alone? If they thought that was just like the Ooh. most narratively truthful is is there a shipping community that might be like uh my shipping name for ray is ray because Mm. they just don't see that is what is true to her character uh yes i've actually seen that before but that's more for like being a stan like a stalker fan of someone uh or of a character like uh i have seen that before for Emma Swan in particular, they're like, she has too many shit problems. Like, let her just be alone. She doesn't need anybody. <laughs> I don't think there's necessarily a community that, like a shipping community, quote unquote, but there are definitely people out there who are like, no, screw it. I just love this character and like, they don't really need to be with anybody, but if there was someone, cool. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel about Ray, honestly. Like, I, she's one of my favorite characters in the sequel trilogy and- I would love to see her on her own personally and feeling like being fully realized as a character in nine, um, like being knowing who she is and really uh, leaning into her identity as like this Jedi, this hero that she doesn't need to be with anybody. But because she's an awesome character, I want to see her with someone because she's <laughs> earned it. You yeah, know? I think um, that's the push pull of like I want the the stories, especially when they're limited in scope, like movies mm-hmm. instead of TV shows, yeah. to just you know do whatever is best for the character within the scope of the story you're telling. Yeah. But then when you love those characters, you're just like, but now I want to see them live the rest of their lives. Yeah, start that Jedi school, learn about dating. <laughs> yes, like have the you know the Three's Company adventure. You know, like. <laughs> That's where fanfic is fun because then you get to see those stories play out or it's like alternate universe. They live in the real world and they're neighbor like they're neighbors and they fall in love or like, you know, it's that's when that's when I'm okay with just living in fanfic. Yeah, that stuff's so great. It's so creative and it's just exploring and it's not you know saying this has to be Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not demanding to be canon. It just is. Yeah. Why do you think shipping emerged when it did? Uh, mm. There's the obviousness of the social media. You can now be like, uh, 
apart from people and find, mm-hmm. you know, if there are only 27 people in the world that care about an obscure ship from classic Doctor Who, you can yes. find the people and you can discuss Which it. the Doctor Who ships are great. Uh, yeah, those are very intense. It's They're great. They're very intense. Um, so obviously there's social media. But do you think there's anything else? Do you think it is anything about the generation? Is it mm. anything about the way we're consuming media? Oh, I think that totally plays into it. And just our current culture and society right now is like this hypersexualized of uh, we we just want when we consume our media, we just want like everything about it. So like we want the drama, we want the comedy, we want the romance and the love and the mystery and like all of it at once and I think social media plays a huge part into it but I think that I think it's just an internal longing of like we we desire we we're all on the search for love in some way shape or form and with social media we have the ability to express that more and more I think shipping has been around since like Jane Austen if I'm honest like I even put down on my list uh Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice because you want them to get together they go through so many trials to finally get to that place where it's satisfying and they get married and that PBS uh, one that everybody loves is on fire yes it is it's the BBC one BBC um that one's great. I personally do love the Kira Knightley 2005 version with Matthew <laughs> McFadden because their chemistry is just mwah, fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think like shipping, I think shipping has always been there, but with new technology and the way that we are connected with the world, it seems much louder Yeah, that we can express like, oh my gosh. I love this thing, and oh my gosh, I want these two people to be together. Oh no way, me too. I totally see the sparks. No, you're crazy. This ship is end game. Like, <laughs> and then the bubbles are there, like, or the community is formed, and the community goes to battle. Yeah, and I suppose it's not that different than something like picking a favorite sports team, oh. and it's something to discuss and debate, and you find your points. And it, it, I think it is one of the just kind of tapestries of we uh kind of long for uh, disappearing into a world yeah that isn't entirely baseball is real but you know baseball is real but then you find yourself connected to a team and to a player in particular because like wow they like have this really inspiring story and i just want to see them succeed and oh you find out they're like dating this person oh my gosh that's so cool i hope he gets everything he wants or like if it's yeah, like it's just yeah, and you've picked up the clues by how this kid was a pitcher in high school mm-hmm. and how that's going to track once he joins this team, and so he'll be really good against this other See, team. See, the and, stories yeah. just write themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you question. Oh yay! Okay. Uh, do you think about shipping every day? Yes. Okay. Uh, now, did you give that pause uh, I gave it for pause. a reason? Yes, because I had to actually think, like, do I think about shipping? And the reality is yes, because I am currently reading some great Star Wars fanfic right now. Uh, <laughs> so that's become like a daily thing. I think about shipping. Um, but, I mean, as f- outside of fanfic right now, no, I don't like go out of my way to be like, okay, what are the tags on Tumblr saying about this uh <laughs> 
person or whatever if an article comes up and they're like talking about ships or i get into a conversation then it just happens but i don't go out of my way seeking it other than this current fanfic that i'm reading right now okay okay if you're at work and nothing is or doing anything in your life grocery store whatever Mm -hmm. in in shipping just passes through your mind is just something you're thinking about oh uh no probably not okay (laughs) When I'm at work, I'm pretty focused and dedicated. Like, I'll watch some YouTube videos. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'm not, like, going out of my way to be like, ooh, let me watch this fan vid right now at work. Or, uh, yeah, like, it's more in my downtime, not necessarily in my, I'm walking around right now. And I just really love Han and Leia. <laughs> let me just think about that for a bit, you know? Okay. Uh have you ever got in? Obviously, you seem really uh, uh, well adjusted about. I have great desires, but I'm not. You're not going to be a person who yells at a creator. Yes. Uh, online, but do you ever get caught up in the battles? Do you ever have you ever had like a, a an online squabble where you get yes obsessed? Yes, <laughs> I've ha- I've had a few. Um, not recently, uh, given because I don't have the the anonymity of a fan account anymore. Okay. Some days I wish that I had a fan account again just for the sake of being able to argue in that way yeah. more. Uh but not recently. But back in my days of once upon a time, I was very into arguing with people, but I've also my experience with that fandom has taught me how to deal with every other fandom. So okay. with Marvel I love Marvel, but I do not go out of my way to get into an argument with a Stucky shipper. You know, I let them be and I honestly don't follow those accounts to like draw me in. (laughs) I follow a lot of people with Star Wars that are huge Raylo shippers and it takes a lot for me sometimes to just like swallow my pride and be like... I'm okay. But before celebration, I did tweet out, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to apologize for shipping Damaray and like... If it comes up, it happens. Cool. But I just expect like respect back and forth and at a good time. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Uh, would you ever get a shipping tattoo? No. Are you a tattoo person? I'm not a tattoo person. So if I do get a tattoo, uh, I'd want it to be a little bit more meaningful than a fictional ship. Um <laughs> Something probably to do with, like, my family or my faith, but, like, nothing to do with, because uh, fictional ships, they come and go. Okay. Um, they, and they don't last forever, so <laughs> I don't want something permanent, like, something about a fictional couple to be permanent on my body. Right, right. I'm sure people with, like, Jim and Pam tattoos were extra nervous in oh, the yeah. final season Oh, of my office. gosh. I can't imagine <laughs> the horror of that. Um, Would you get a temporary tattoo? Is, I would like, totally a fun get a thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh so well, you wouldn't mind engaging in, like, if you wore a Damaray temporary tattoo on your arm at, like, Celebration, at Star Ooh, Wars yeah. Celebration, you you would be inviting conversation. I'd be inviting conversation to that. Um, and it would be like, oh, what's that on your hand? Like, check it out. What does that mean? <laughs> Damaray. They're like, what? Oh, oh, let's get into it. And I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> uh, when people walk into your home, can they tell you're obsessed with shipping? No. Uh Actually, it's funny. They'll be in my apartment like, wow, you seem like a normal person. Um, (laughs) It's actually at work. Uh, You'll find all of my like Funkos and stuff. And I do have I do have a Poe and Ray and BB-8 Funko together. They're like a little family. (laughs) So uh, the ship like people know my shipper at work uh, at home. I don't have posters up or anything, though. I do have a great 
semi-damaray poster that someone gave me thank you steve watson <laughs> uh semi-damaray what is that i mean it's uh did you crop finn out is that no what? finn is totally there but he he's on the side right here and just the way that ray and poe look in it it's just like <laughs> mm, they position them that way for purpose uh, okay. i actually have a huge star wars bag that i have that has like bb-8 Ray and Poe right here together, like yeah. their own family. And then here's Finn and Rose over here. I'm like, it's like they made the perfect <laughs> Star Wars ship tote bag for me. Nice. Thank you. You tote that ship. Yeah. Uh, so is one of your arguments for Damaray that BB-8 would literally be talking to them about one another? Oh my like, gosh. Like BB-8 BB-8 would be like, BB-8 was hey. setting them up. Are you kidding me? He's like, okay, oh, Ray, do you want to help me with my antenna right here? Hey, Dad, check this out. You know, totally setting that up. No, they're not They're not the only sh- uh, ship that I have. Like, yeah. they'd see a bunch of, like, my Iron Man stuff. Uh, I have my MS-1 and Killian Jones Funko still together. Um, I do want to get a Joyce uh Funko, because I do have a Hopper one, so okay. I can, like, have them together, you know? <laughs> okay, so people in your office, if they're sleuths, can say, hey, all of the, your Funko Pops are coupled up. Most of them are coupled Most up. But they'd be up. like, yeah, they're like, what's what's going on there? And I've had those conversations. I get into arguments about shipping all the time. <laughs> uh, would you pay money to get a ship to happen? Like, if there was a GoFundMe oh. for fictional relationships, would you would It you wouldn't pay? work. Oh, that is what we have learned with these fan petitions. They don't mean anything. I'm not talking about a fan petition. I'm I'm saying in a world where let's there say there is a creator who's like, "Hey, you want this ship to happen? Go donate to this, yeah. and we'll make it canon." I went and do it. Okay, I mean it is. It's kind of absurd for something that's already started but like we're yeah. looking at how much like netflix is playing with interactivity with like having to choose your own adventure oh yeah so you imagine if they start something as popular as stranger things get one season out and then reveal that they're trying this i mean i have some questions uh, i i wrestle I those have, things like, a lot of logistical questions logistical of, and and sort of like our, our, the canon? relationship like, between is... art and audience but yeah I, but when something is interactive i love choose your own adventure mm-hmm. I, I wrote a choose your own adventure play that i performed for years really? and years so i love that dynamic oh wow uh but would you pay if it was actually if you realized they were monetizing it if like hey, hey here's something like stranger things one and if we get enough money, Joyce and Hopper. I I wouldn't donate to that. I would, okay. At that point, that would make me question, like, why do I like this show and, like, respect or look at the the intentions behind, like, the creators and, like, what what's happening here? And I actually, my big thing is, like, I respect whatever creator makes, uh, regardless of whether I agree with it or not, as long as they're carrying out their vision yeah. and not really catering to fan stuff. So if I knew they were doing that, I'd be like, it wouldn't feel earned. It's because you got enough money to okay. make this happen. So. Yeah, you want this spark to be real. Yeah. On screen and in the creator's mm-hmm. minds. Minds of like, this is how I'm piecing this together yeah. and the creative story that's being told. Nice. All right. Would you personally break up with someone who didn't like shipping? Or yeah, have you? <laughs> deal breakers. Uh, I dated a guy who uh, uh, was not a fan of my favorite uh, football team. Uh, he was uh, he was a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm a Bills fan. It was doomed from the start. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't 
end a relationship over uh, shipping because that's just one aspect of fandom. Now, they don't have to be super into what I'm into, but like I do, uh, I just have, I just hope that the, my future boyfriend, husband out there, if uh, he just respects it, like, oh, you like this thing, you enjoy it, that's cool, but it isn't like hating on it yeah. or like tearing me down about it, then I'd be like, okay, this may not be a great relationship, yeah, you know? not OTP. Yeah, no, not <laughs> OTP. Like, oh, you were great for now, but you're not my end game. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, if a friend complained about shipping constantly on social media, would you unfollow them? I would mute them for a bit, <laughs> wouldn't unfollow if it was a friend. Yeah. Uh, which I have done that before. Uh, I've muted a couple people just because of how much they tweeted about a couple or just like hating on something. I was like, okay, I don't need this in my life right yeah. now. But I, if it was really starting to bother me, like if they were an actual good friend of mine, I would message them and let them know, hey, can you like tone it down a bit? Um, or like, don't like have that conversation. Um, but I don't think I'd go out of my way to like straight up unfollow them. Okay. That would be like a nuclear option for you. Yeah. I mean, if someone's starting to send out like naked pictures of this couple as fan <laughs> art, I'd be like, oh my gosh, my eyes. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's move that over there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, have you encountered people who, I know you've encountered people who are ignorant of shipping, but you, have you encountered people who are like, that's dumb. People shouldn't do it. Yes. Plenty. And how do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I asked them why and okay. started a dialogue as to like, where is this coming from? Like, what are your, I guess I look at their views of love, honestly. Um, if they're like, this is meant, this is an action movie. There's not meant to be love in it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, these are human characters and, or they're playing on humanity and that's a huge part of the human experience. So I really, I can't, you can just choose to ignore it. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. that's just going to be there, you know? Um, yeah, I always try and make a point to, like, have a back and forth conversation, but if someone's being so, like, hating on it, like, I mean, what you find on Twitter or anything, or I have a couple friends who vehemently hate The Last Jedi to the point, like, they don't want to have a conversation about it. And that really hurts me, because it's like, I want to be able to have a dialogue with you to at least get your perspective, but if you're just shutting it out, then, like, what's the point? Right, if you can't understand, if it's just, it's bad. That you you don't get a chance to learn anything about yeah. the person, um, and that's just like sad. Like you're just missing that part of it, or it's like okay, I'll go my separate ways. We're not as great of friends. Or those two friends are really good friends of mine. So yeah, I throw them under the bus a lot, but <laughs> they do the same thing about me too. It's fine. <laughs> what do they throw you under the bus for? Loving the Last Jedi and okay. my opinions on the sequel trilogy. They're like. All of this is junk, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, kid, <laughs> why are you still watching these movies? <laughs> There's always the option to not watch the exactly. film. Exactly. For sure. Uh, if aliens visited Earth Ooh. and you were the human who got to greet them, would you show them some artwork of one of your favorite ships to help explain humanity? Yes. <laughs> I would show them, honestly, I'd try and show them fan art of like, throughout history like showing like maybe something of like romeo and juliet like hello shipping right there these star-crossed lovers and then like move on to like 
Titanic, Jack and Rose, and then we'll go to like my ships, you know, like <laughs> since the dawn of time, shipping has been a thing. And like, I, I would show that progression, I guess, of like, you find it in Shakespeare, you find it in James Cameron, you find it in Star Wars, yeah. um, or even like the MCU or whoever I'm shipping at that time, be like, oh, look at this. I have this right here. Check it out. <laughs> I don't know what ships I would show beyond like those first two, but depending on how I'm shipping at the time. We'll yeah, see. I'm sure if you research it, you could find lots of uh, different, uh, uh, not exa- not only examples like you're giving of like, yes, uh, stories that are based on romance, but I'm sure you could find example of people having opinions Oh yeah. about, you know, older uh, media me, and older storytelling. Let me show you this like Twitter feed of uh, people's <laughs> responses to this ship right here when this major thing happened. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, if Twitter was only people talking about shipping, would that be an improvement for you? No. No, that wouldn't. That would... <laughs> like, I use Twitter for escapism like most people, but there's too much going on in the world that, like, we can't... I don't want shipping to be the only thing I talk about because there's other aspects of these fan- franchises that, like, I find fascinating. I love theorizing. So we can talk about, like, plot points and other stuff that could happen. I'd, I would hate to miss out on that aspect of Twitter and fandom. Okay. And you feel like, obviously, even though people can get really heated about shipping, mm-hmm. it's no different than, it's no more extreme than people disagreeing about anything on Twitter. Correct. Okay, cool. Would you ever cosplay as your favorite ship? Ooh, future boyfriend, <laughs> if you're interested. Um, I would definitely consider that. I like the idea of couples costumes, so... Uh, I would totally be down for that. Okay. Would you consider it a shipping cosplay if you combined it yourself, if you were half Pogan oh, and half Oh, if I Ray was somehow. like both? Yeah. I'm not creative enough for that. Plus, I'd look <laughs> like a crazy person. Um, I would, or I would just ask my one of my cosplay friends, like, hey, can you dress up at this character one day for me? And we can just act, we can beat this ship right now. That'd be great. <laughs> but I... I'm not much of a cosplayer. I like a good nerd shirt or yeah. like subtle stuff. So um, I have this Poe Dameron uh, t-shirt that I really love. Um, and then I have this like Ray pin or whatever. So I try and like wear that together. Or um, I, there's this pocket t-shirt that I got my friend for Christmas. She's a Dameron shipper. And it's a pocket tee and it has a BB-8 Ray and Poe in a row together. Okay. And so that's like also subtle shipping. Like, <laughs> what a cool Star Wars shirt. Thanks. Okay. And then like they can if she chooses to be like, Oh yeah, and by the way, here here's the couple I ship right here in a line. They're happy family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I sound like a crazy person. No, Sorry, kids. Don't. No, you don't. Um but it, I wonder if there's something deeper to your mind going to shipping a couple has to be a, a couple thing rather than kind of presenting it in one um i don't think there's necessarily i guess i'm just not creative in that way <laughs> okay to do it. that's i guess that's my only like roadblock to it i know that there are plenty of professional cosplayers out there and creative people to come up with those costumes okay and when you do please send them to me because <laughs> i think that is so awesome like what if I'm walking at Comic-Con this year and there's like half uh, Green Arrow and half Felicity? Because it's the final season of Arrow that's coming up. Like 
people are going to be going all out. So yeah. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Oh, man. The half and half. I was thinking like the more meshed up, but the half and half is pretty awesome, too. Oh, yeah. Meshed up. Yeah. Like, have like the ray buns, maybe a flight or like wear pose jacket, which, okay, conspiracy. <laughs> Last Jedi. Is his pose jacket, is it blue or is it brown? Because it changes throughout the movie. Does it? I have not watched for that. Oh my gosh. Like the Funko has the brown jacket for for The Last Jedi. But in the movie, he's wearing like this blue, navy bluish jacket. Oh yeah, jacket. he's got the, the navy like, blue one with the, with the Rebel Resistance yes, insignia on the shoulder. It's a great jacket. I was wondering like, when am I going to get that Funko? They're like, nope, this is, this is the Poe one. I'm like... Were you watching the movie? What's going on? Yeah, so, uh, I ship Poe in that blue jacket. I, I really like I the blue jacket. I ship that hardcore. <laughs> uh, here's I, the ship, fun. I ship Poe in that Infinity scarf that he's going to be wearing in 9. Oh, yeah. That's real lovely. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, here's the final How Obsessed Are You question. If you were about to see your favorite ship happen on a television show, but a bear came in and took the remote control away from you, would you try to get the remote control back from the bear? Oh, man, I want to be really rational and say no, but uh, that I'd be running the other way. But uh, I locked myself in my mom's room when Emma Swan and Killian Jones finally hooked up and or at least they kissed and like there is the end of the season. They're going to be together. I had the whole summer and I was like, I want no distraction. So if like a bear came in at that point or my sister would have taken the remote, I would have, like, lost <laughs> So I'm going to say I want to believe that I'd uh, run away from the bear, but then there's a, there's a primal part of me to be like, I could take the bear. Well, I ask everybody this bear question in okay. different ways depending on the obsession, and I just yeah. want to thank you for your honesty. <laughs> thank because you. most people are like, yeah, come on, but I feel the same way. I'm like, There's things that I'd be worked up enough about yeah. that in that moment I would make a not rational decision. I'd also then beg Pete. I would also be off of social media because I'm like, I don't want this spoiled for me. <laughs> I have to see it with my own eyes because I gotta. I have to experience it and express everything in that moment. Yeah. So like, if a bear holds me back for like two days because I'm in the hospital, I'm not gonna be on Twitter <laughs> to find out from them, you know. Or like, if people text me, oh my gosh, this, I'd be like. Mm-mm. Nope. Don't nope. tell me anything. All right. You're very protective, I'm very protective of your own ship discovery. Yes. Nice. I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise do you have for uh, being obsessed with shipping? Ah! <laughs> I that- have made that noise a few times uh, during even just like a couple holding hands for the first time. Okay. Like, I, it's the small things that get to me, uh, but I that, that would be the noise I'd mainly make and is is that the high point for you the moment of any sort of like actual connection like mm-hmm. things have been hinted hinted you see it building uh, and then the moment of like actual connection of any kind is where you really find the joy i yes that's like the payoff or when there's like a really like good conversation between two of them and they get to this like deeper level i like i feel it yeah you know or i i connect enough where i feel it i i make like the ah <laughs> you know. Awesome. Uh, I ask everyone uh, to give a rating to their obsession. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest, 
How obsessed with shipping do you feel you are? Mm, okay, so in my heyday, I'd say I'd be a nine and a half. <laughs> now, I feel like I'm in a healthy place that I'm a solid seven and a half. Okay. Uh, like, I'm not average for sure, but I do have a normal life now that, or at least like I have enough in my day that I'm not like constantly thinking about the ship. So okay. I'm, I'm a functioning shipper. <laughs> well, and that's what we want to call it. Yeah. I mean, well, you said that you've got interesting things out of it. Like you've met people, you've built yeah. a community and it's a, a, a yet another way to analyze a work of art. Mm-hmm. So I think there's plenty healthy about it. When you say you used to be nine and a half, you used to be heyday. What what do you think was too much? Oh was it just gosh. the amount of time spent or was it a, amount of emotion spent? What was too much when you were a nine and a half? Uh, it was, I mean, it was the height of the TV show that I was on. So it was like peak, like, oh my gosh, shipping. Like this couple is like getting together and we're going to see like this relationship unfold. It was being online most of my day and just like time spent obsessing about this couple. Okay. And... I mean, I used to make, like, my own personal soundtracks for some <laughs> couples. Like, you know, you think of a song or especially with the Vampire Diaries, there was this, uh, they had great soundtracks. So when something like a particular moment happened, like, oh, I need to remember this song. And when okay. I think of the, when I hear this song, I think of them. Um, like, that was, that was peak, uh, peak shipping at that point for me, um, but I just saw how much it took like a toll on me. And it was like my senior year of college. So I'm like, okay. I'm just distracting myself from like what I'm going to do <laughs> when I graduate. Okay. And that's when like it leveled itself out. Nice. So now I'm like, I have a job. I have friends. I have other stuff happening outside, outside of this. But it's always there for me to come back to. And I can enjoy it in spurts of moments. Okay. Um, and especially when you're like, around other fans then you're like who let me talk about this it's been a little bit let's go oh this is great yes and i'm excited to be able to share any ships that i have uh when i see you next yeah Uh, seriously like i want to hear all about your ships uh yeah i mean i think some of the big ones you know uh we've talked about uh, Mm -hmm. steve and peggy was really really huge for me i i I did really uh do really like uh elicity and Mm -hmm. there was some bumps in that road oh my gosh and all of that uh i'm a twin peaks fan so there's lots of weird stuff there um and i have uh, an obscure one not an obscure one i have one that a lot of people don't like but that i like uh that was because it was the right time for me in the right relationship it's cooper and annie oh um, all right all right uh, yeah twin peaks are you a twin peaks person yeah uh but yeah twin peaks fans are generally most of them not big. So that that would be a fun thing for me to do. Yeah. If I want to procrastinate and not do any like work or writing I'm supposed to do, I'm sure I could look for all of these shipping discussions about Cooper and Annie. Oh, I'm sure you can find like a huge, like a, a whole thing on Tumblr like dedicated to the uh, Cooper and Annie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I if might do If there's a that. ship out there, if you can connect any couple, to, like any two people together, nine times out of 10, you can find a fan page about it. Really? And oh, is. Yeah. Is Tumblr still like shipping Tumblr, central or has Twitter overtaken Tumblr? I'd say Tumblr is still pretty popular with that. Okay. Uh, just because it's, you can also link like fanfics there, uh, art together, uh, scenes together. I just think there's more media possibilities on Tumblr that like shipping still thrives there. Yeah. Um, whereas on Twitter, you're just like, 
shouting into the void and like oh here you can include like fan art or whatever but you can't put the full fanfic there yeah. you can't uh dive into the threads of <laughs> conversations of like things that you love about them okay and, yeah. okay you can't go as, as far down the wormhole yeah excellent excellent uh this is the plugging section of the Ooh. podcast so tell people where they can find you on social media and anything else you want to plug Sure. Uh, hi, guys. You can find me <laughs> at Meredith Loftus on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I also uh, work for Entertainment Tonight, ET Live, so check out uh, any of the stuff that we do there. Uh, if you At noon, we do the show called The Download, and sometimes you may see me, but I've, I'm at least there, so uh, definitely check that out, and I also have my own podcast. It's called the Fangirl Forum, where like what I've done this whole episode, <laughs> it's just me in front of a microphone with uh, friends of mine, and we just like fangirl about like different stuff. Like We talk about nerd-related news or whatever, but uh, it's more about like what we enjoy and kind of celebrating like being a fan of stuff and yeah. uh i definitely have an episode dedicated to damare so if you want to hear more of why i love that ship you'll hear me and my friend gisani sophia talk about it and um i do love you raylo shippers out there <laughs> Lacey gilleran i love you a bunch from the resistance podcast but you know how i feel so uh <laughs> we're just gonna leave it at that I understand. I understand. And I'll share the same message with uh, Twin, Peak, Twin Peaks fans who I'm sure have very strong opinions about of what course. I said about Cooper and Annie. Uh, anyway, here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my oh, thank you. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, here are the final weird questions. Yes. If one piece of furniture in your home could be sentient and you could talk to it, what piece of furniture would you want to be sentient? My coffee machine. <laughs> as much as I'm obsessed with shipping, I'm pretty obsessed with coffee. So I'd love for my coffee machine to talk to me and potentially make coffee for me in the morning instead of me programming it. <laughs> what would you ask your coffee machine? How's life? Uh, what, what? Which coffees do you want me to try out this time? <laughs> you know, do you have a particular blend you enjoy? That's like, so oh, kind. what's like what? Well, coffee is good this time of year. Ooh, I'd think this like lovely Tanzanian coffee would be great. Oh, I will go pick that up. You know, like <laughs> like lovely like conversation like that. Like, do you have any life advice for the day? You oh, know, yeah. like yeah, because you know, like you're starting your day in the morning or maybe in the evening. Because I I'm a night drink uh, night coffee drinker as well. Okay. So like you know to like sit there and just be like. Hey, how's your day been? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I have made jokes about talking to my uh, coffee maker, but they've always been mean about yelling at it for being oh, slow. No. You're a much kinder person than I am. Uh, if there was a statue put up in your honor, what pose would you want the statue to be in or what would you want to be doing as the statue? Oh, man, I am terrible at taking pictures by myself and posing. So <laughs> um, I hope it is a really... Well, I like I like doing this weird pose where like I just have like both of one hand down and the other hand up kind of in a diagonal and making like a like a big smiling face probably squinting my eyes so probably something like that. Okay. 
And what does that uh, gesture communicate to you? What do you feel like you're saying? Oh my gosh, I'm fun! (laughs) Uh, Or like, look at me, I'm like nerding out right now and this is uh, peak peak excitement for me. I I've said like... peak a lot this episode. <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> I like that uh, that you either say sorry, kids as a personal catchphrase or you assume there are a lot of kids listening to this. I call uh, adults kids a lot, honestly. <laughs> uh, and it, usually I'm the youngest person in the room. So I always get the look of like, who are you calling kid? Kid, you know? <laughs> so I like to combat that. Like, yeah. I may be, I may be young, but I know what I'm doing. Dang it. Is it always sorry, kids, or do you ever say thanks, kids? Uh, I say thanks, kids, or like, have a good day, kid. Okay. You know? <laughs> nice. If I also I... say peace out, Girl Scout, too. So. And that's just because of rhyming, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I think your statue pose is a good choice, because I feel like if somebody walked into a park and saw that, it would be like, you're going to have just a ton of fun in this park, right? I would hope so. (laughs) And you'd also have like a lot of questions like, what was she getting excited over? (laughs) The park. The park or BB-8, whatever came. I don't know. A monument to shipping. Yes. In your park. That would be cool. Uh, The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? What is happiness? I know. Wow. That is a deep question. I respect that a lot. Um, hmm. I think happiness is... I think happiness is like the delightful feeling that you get uh, that is more temporary. And I think joy is happiness more longstanding. Okay. I think happiness is uh, when you are feeling at right with yourself, uh, with the people around you, and particularly like what you're doing, uh, that kind of sense of cohesion, I guess, in life. And uh the warm fuzzy feelings that you get from it yeah uh i like the idea of joy being a sort of a a final evolution of happiness Mm -hmm. of an end game because i think that you know uh you can be happy here and there um but you can be going through hard times but still be joyful in it so um like my dad asked me about that the other day like are you happy i'm like you know i'm doing okay today but i think i'm joyful right now okay and is that a choice for you? Is it a sort of perspective thing of like, not that you're going to be in denial about anything negative, oh, no. but that you're um, going to choose to be joyful about the things that are worthy of joy in your life? I think it's a perspective thing of like looking around at my life of like, okay, you know, maybe this thing isn't working out right now, but here are the things that I'm really thankful for. And this is the things that remind me of like why I do what I do and why I care, like, why I can sustain like being where I'm at in life right now and having the people in my life who pour into me who care for me and affirm me when I'm feeling down and like this thing isn't working out but I at least have like the support of my friends and that means more to me than anything else so to be able to like hang out and just like laugh and watch a dumb episode of the bachelorette or something which i'm so not about bachelor nation because of work um but i yeah i think it's those things that mean more and give me the perspective that even when i'm feeling down like i can feel happy in it yeah well that's great i think that's a really great perspective and uh thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast in particular 
this is to me like a very joyful topic, particularly the way that you approach it, where you acknowledge like there are flame wars to be had if you want, but oh, yeah. uh, but you are truly on the joyful side of just giving some thought to wanting to see uh, fictional characters find their own joy yeah. and finding joy in that. So it's a very joyful episode, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Seriously, like I was really excited when you uh, reached out to me, and even was showing showing interest in doing shipping so like i'm glad that like you had fun with this too because <laughs> you never know how this is gonna go it's like okay shipping do i buy into this right now what language are you using and <laughs> you know and we can get so technical about it but at the end of the day yeah it is a joyful thing of like we just want like characters that we care about to find that joy and happiness uh not just in how they're doing plot wise but or like story-wise, but also romantically too, because yeah. we're all looking for that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again so much. That is our podcast. Yay. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. All right, so other ships I have. Um, one that I've had for a very long time is Harry and Hermione. I know, shots shots fired. Um, reading the books, I thought they had more chemistry. In the movies, they also had more chemistry. The dance in Deathly Hallows Part 1, you cannot tell me otherwise. They were meant to be. And J.K. Rowling has even said it herself. So there you go.